0: Hello and welcome back, and also welcome to a sneak preview of the upcoming podcast mini-series, which kicks off next week. Football has been very interesting in the last couple of months, but in particular it's been quite interesting for me in the last few years. It's changed quite substantially actually, and before I moved to Australia, I was home and often away watching Manchester City. In more recent years, the football became very enjoyable going to uh, the Etihad, but a huge part of it was socialising and spending time with my family going to games, be it my sister, my dad, my granddad, And I think upon reflection, I was far more of a City fan than I possibly was a football fan. Or maybe I was a football fan purely through being a City fan. Now when you move away and watch football on the sofa in the middle of the night, it is a lot different. And after the first couple of years, I fell away from it a bit, and instead I went back to coaching and playing in my local community. And around three years ago, though, I was back in England for a wedding, and the last weekend was looming large in front of me, and a pal and I were uh, talking of going for a walk, Uh, you know, a hike. Uh, He'd been doing a little bit more of it on the rolling hills of Lancashire and Yorkshire, and I'd been doing it out in the bush here in Australia. I we're in the pub on the Friday night, uh, playing a frame of snooker. or He was beating me at a frame of snooker, sinking a couple of pints of Joey Alt's bitter. And I was just about to try and slice the blue into the middle bag. P.S. It would never have gone, except maybe at the Crucible, with them wide pockets. They have to encourage the long breaks to excite the crowds. And I stood upright and said, "Well, let's go and watch an on league." So a smile wider than the Ship Canal. Felt upon my mate's face and the snooker was neglected for a few minutes whilst we scoured the web for a game to go to. And in the end we settled on Southport. So next day off we went to Hague Avenue, me, me mate and my now father-in-law. What an afternoon it was. You couldn't get a pint on the terrace but I had a pie, I had a bovril, got myself a programme, got myself a badge. At half-time we crammed under the main stand and uh, sunk a swift one. But the moment that stayed with me the most was this group of lads in the back of the terrace. About 15 of them all in all. In backtrack suits, couple of drums, singing until they were hoarse in the throat all afternoon. Now keep in mind, it's just 17 miles to Stanley Park, and that's the park that's sandwiched between Anfield and Goodison, homes of two of the biggest and oldest clubs in the league and arguably the world. It's an hour to Manchester, and so many other towns sit between Southport and uh, Manchester, Liverpool which are also homes to other bigger league football clubs. Bolton, Blackburn, Preston, Blackpool, Wigan. Yet here are these lads who look like they don't have two pennies to rub together possibly, and I do say that with all due respect, spending their afternoon in an overall crowd of probably about 600 at best, just giving it their all. Now that's football. So I came back to Australia after that trip with half an eye on a different part of the game. More grassroots, more focused on fans, community, sustainability... It's different stories around the game. And I've been following a few clubs on their social media, you know, keeping an eye out for articles on them and their fan activities. St. Pauli, Forest Green, Real Balacano, Dulwich Hamlet, that's just to, to name a couple amongst many, many more. About a year ago, actually, I was back in Europe again and I actually got to go to Real Balacano, a team that's trying to be the last local club in Spain, which is, you know, pretty hard to do and draw fans to when you're in the, in the shadows, I guess, of Real Madrid there. I had a spare day in that week of um, that holiday and while I was in England my dad played chauffeur and road tripped to a few of the few of the clubs in the area. The so first stop was Chorley and if you head onto the website you can read my article on what they managed to do for the community on a shoestring of a budget. It's it's amazing. It's really impressive. We went to Accrington Stanley, we met the groundsman and Stanley's a really well run club, uh, you know, from the lower higher leagues if you like. The chairman, chairman, Andy Holt, he's pretty vocal on Twitter when it comes to big business football and making sure the lower leagues get the fair go too. And lastly, we got to FC United, giving a tour of the ground. And this was right just before um, non-league day on the 12th of October. and I was at a wedding that weekend, so I couldn't get to a game, unfortunately. But these three trips, these three visits to these grounds, meeting these different people, it gave me more insight and understanding of football than any match I could ever have watched anyway. Well it's from there that Concourse really kicked off or kicked back off, celebrating and sharing stories within football that often don't get the attention they deserved in you know what is a fast-paced social media world where you know we can watch the highlights you know almost within nanoseconds of games finishing and that's mainly the content we consume. So I'm really excited for this mini series and I'm really grateful for the people that have taken time to share some amazing stories with me and, and in turn able to share with you. You'll hear about a grassroots organisation that grew to support mass participation and equal opportunity to play for those with disabilities, be it physical or mental. Also for people disadvantaged from a financial perspective. We explore what the top of the game are doing to provide equal opportunities for fans to attend games as well. There's also an interview with St Dupree, a mental health organisation set up by St Pauli fans after they lost one of their friends to suicide, unfortunately. And we also speak to the man who took the Australian team to the Homeless World Cup and hear about some of those tournaments and also the street soccer initiative he runs for, The Big Issue, which I'm sure we've all heard of. These are fantastic stories, so please subscribe and have a listen. And just because we can't get to the games something that, due to my geography, has actually been the case for a while. It doesn't mean we can't enjoy our football and give a bit of time and space for these other stories that benefit our towns, cities, and sometimes our countries, certainly our immediate communities. So we'll see you back here next week, and meanwhile there's plenty going on on the website and social media, links for which you'll find in the podcast notes. Take care.